Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Rose Ed with Hannah away at the bi-yearly mispronunciation and bodily fluid drinking symposium. We've got high hopes that today's show might be the first where we can actually use some of what we record. Let's just see how we go, shall we? It certainly has been an exciting week in the world of football as Liverpool and Man City march on to keep things tight at the top. Richarlison misunderstands when Everton fans asked for more flair and Norwich go down easier than Ethel when Wayne Rooney offered her a lifetime supply of Werther's Originals. Hello and welcome to Rose Ed. It's me, Joe Forrester, here with Mike, as always, and special guest, Charlie Hawkins. You right, Charlie? I'm good, Joe. Thank you for having me. What a lovely introduction and start to the show. It's been a month or so since I've um, since I've slammed Wayne Rooney, Mike. So I thought I thought I'd bring him yeah. back. Yeah, I was going to say Wayne Rooney. No one in in his family, Wayne himself, um, and his old habits are not safe. <laughs> old habits <laughs> being the operative <laughs> word, mate. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's never safe. So Charlie, let's just let's just get to know you a little bit, right? So I've got a couple of questions that I use to get to know Oof. people. Okay. What would you say your most used emoji is? Definitely the laughing face. If anyone else has anything other than a line, the laughing face, they're lying. Hundred percent. Yeah. Who's Classic. the person in your WhatsApp who's the top of your message? Like, who's your? You know, you get that top five. Who's the top? Yeah. There? Frequently used. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not in that way. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. My girlfriend, or I'd say one of my best mates, John. Yeah, them two. They're, they're, it's like a title battle. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the last GIF you used? Um, this is actually a sad story because I knew you was going to ask this. So I went back and checked. <laughs> Three weeks I had to go back and find it. And I used a yeah, GIF oh where I said to my girlfriend, come round after work, I'll make you dinner. She was like, lovely. Then on a the day I said, we still on for later? She went, no, I'm just going to go home, babe. And then I used the GIF to say, and that's, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys bringing that up. So sad was... moment revisiting. Oh, mate, sorry to, to bring back those bad memories. Of your, yeah. Your dinner that never was. <laughs> also, Mike, are we calling it a GIF or a GIF? Yeah, I mean, look, I was. Why I did I call it anything. a GIF? I wasn't. <laughs> 100% it's a GIF, 100%. I mean, you know what? I mean, I'm not going to say this is like a North Allertonism because it very much isn't. Just to, just to tell Charlie, so basically Hannah just mispronounces everything. Okay. Um, she she calls Primark Primark. Um, <laughs> she calls Michael Bublé Michael Bublé. The Maldives, um, and I, not this the Maldives. Is, this is all blamed. Oh. This she she blames it on her being from a a town um, in Yorkshire called North Allerton. But really, we just think it's because she's a bit, you know, yeah, mm. a bit Hannah basically. So what are we saying is the correct way? Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, I've actually he- I've heard that the person who invented gifs calls it a gif, but I just I refuse to call it that, so I'm just going to say it my way. <laughs> it's pronounced <laughs> it's pronounced gif apparently according to yes. Wikipedia. Yeah, it, it actually is. Brilliant. I'm over so the moon with that. So we've had the reverse of Hannah today. We've had someone 
who he thinks mispronouncing it, but actually they're pronouncing it right. So we look like the mugs of it, Joe. It's good to know that Hannah's here in spirit, even when she's not actually here. If you're wondering where Hannah is, by the way, she's doing a cycling show for ITV4. In the Maldives. In the Maldives, yeah. So it's, it's her, Michael Bublé and David Guetta, um, the three hosts. It's an all-star lineup. Um, I've got a couple of shout-outs to do before we move on, by the way. Adam Howard has been in touch on social media. He said he's having a tough time at the moment, but he listens to the show. So keep your chin up, Adam, mate. Stick with it. Remember, you're a champion, yeah? And that's coming from Rose Ed. So there you go. That's one for Adam. Uh, and Caden, who messaged us on Instagram, and says he listens with his dad. Um, sorry to Caden's dad. That's all I can say. <laughs> sorry, Caden's dad. You shouldn't let your kids listen to this, should you? Um, this is not an educational show at all. Um, well, you learned how to say GIF, so that's something. <laughs> well, um, Mike, you've you've joined a gym right recently, so I'm, I'm interested in this. How's it going? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be so boring, but I have to say, so I've I've slightly bumped up my my gym levels a little bit uh, in terms of like I always used to sting out and go to pure gym mm. um, because, you know, it's it's cheap and cheerful. It's like where I'm from, it's like 15 pounds a month. So you think, you know, 15 quid a month, like go do your stuff and then leave. But now I've upgraded to a proper gym, like a proper one. What are we talking? Are we talking enough field fitness first? Yeah, no, it's not. It's 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 like a little private one, um, and it's got like this the whole swimming pool and the sauna and jacuzzi and and stuff. Like it is, it is like a like normal a gym facilities. Well. Then, what? <laughs> jacuzzi or the car park? Yeah, it's got a shower. It's got it's got a door. It's got an entrance. It even has a reception. <laughs> but how's oh, it going? Mate, what's, what's, just, what's your what's your you routine? Just destroyed it. Because I was um, like, next time we meet up for a studio show, I want you to be. Yeah, yeah hench and ripped yeah no no mate so honestly um because obviously you know two easters and mm. stuff like that um yeah the the pounds have been piling on so it's just literally to get to get rid of the rid of the beer belly essentially so what what i'm doing is i'm doing like my workout and then at, at the end of my workout um i'm just doing like a like an incline on the treadmill um and <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah it's not it's not anything special mate it's not i didn't say i'm like I mean, like Joe Wicks or anything, but he, he actually works. Like the last few weeks, it's been going all right. So, is this new gym so like private and exclusive that you're not even going to mention its name because you keep saying the new gym? Is that me and Joe aren't even allowed to know? It's this discreet <laughs> no, Joe. Mate, he yeah. can't even like bring That's, two people in. Yeah. No, no guest Absolutely memberships here. Exclusive, mate. Like it's 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 invite only. Like they how did they you get in? me up? Well, they saw they, <laughs> they saw Rose Ed, mate. Actually, like you know, our, our, our Instagram is is popping off. So they actually contacted me directly and said, yeah, this guy needs the gym. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you to to leverage our Instagram, Mike, to get a free <laughs> PT. That's got you written all over. Oh, mate, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, anyway, you had a good week, Mike. Yeah, it's been it's it's been all right. It was um I've I've had more more cat dramas. Um mm. the cat went to the vet actually earlier today. And he absolutely hates it, absolutely despises it, and you can't really get him in the get him in the actual cradle. That we t- cradle was that right? Word? Crate, <laughs> crate, <laughs> yeah, crate yeah. even. Cat baby, uh, yeah, cat basket. Um, so yeah, he he basically like when when we put him in, we can get him in, but actually shutting the lid is is a disaster because he puts his head in the way, and he's like, all right, well, you're gonna chop off my head, or you know, I'm not going essentially so um and then he was actually so scared that when we brought him home we like we took him out and there was a little like plop in the bottom of the oh, of the no. crate because he was that scared he just let out like a little release which was uh yeah i felt bad for him but he's a he's a nightmare he's an absolute nightmare like he just doesn't treat the vets with any respect disrespectful man well my um my dog had diarrhea this week and i had to, I had to clean her bum so oh, I'm not going to lie, right, when my girlfriend hears this, she cleaned her bum and I held her tail up. <laughs> so like she was very much down the business end. So if you're going to get any splashback, like, you know, when a bus goes through a big puddle, like oh. she was very much at that. Sorry, Charlie. Welcome to Rose Edmo. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is something. Um, yeah, it's awful because I saw it happen oh, in the park mate. and I was like, oh, that's, that is going to have, that's going to get matted. And you don't, you don't want that. So is this is this because of what you're feeding it, Joe? Yeah, that is quite bad. And I did because I I got told off because I keep giving it stuff that dogs are allergic to. Apparently, yeah. So I, I mean, that might tree. be. But when I was drunk, I gave her some onion rings, 
And apparently they're, <laughs> apparently they're allergic to onion. So I keep like feeding her like we had a roast dinner and I made her a plate of lamb. Um, I was giving her jerk chicken the yeah. other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably avoid spice because um, that will end, end up. Oh, it's awful though. Like literally she does like, like two or three poos on every walk. The other day she did five. I ran out of poo bags and I had to like kick it under a tree because I was like, I've brought enough bags. I'm a responsible owner, but there's too much poo. Um, <laughs> you had a good week, Charlie? <laughs> uh, a lot better than you two by the sounds of things, yeah. yeah. I mean, I always take enough poo bags with me wherever I am. You know, the local, just going for a walk, work. <laughs> so ne- ne- never the same problem. But yeah, good week, uh, especially on the sporting front as well. So. Yeah, well, absolutely, because uh, there's a, a feature that we do on this show regularly, which I know Mike's very fond of, where we kind of point mm. out the things that we've really enjoyed this week. So it's time for things that make you go, oh, God, yeah. Oh, oh he's back, mate. He's Charlie, back. Charlie, welcome to the See, show, he's not. Mate. See, Matt, Charlie, oh, I was hoping that his, uh, his operation might have stopped this feature, but, you know, apparently oh, not, mate. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> I'm glad I've... Uh, come on the show just for this i would never go home after dinner mate yeah. i would always stay the night that's what i'm saying all right <laughs> good man about me. um so things that made me go mm, this week um i think a little word for carlo ancelotti the first manager in history to win the big five leagues um charlie where do you stand on don carlo love him yeah, literally can't man. get enough of him i thought he'd done a brilliant job at chelsea he's obviously what he'd done at milan madrid and now going back to madrid I thought he was fantastic at Everton, really took them to new heights, you know. Um, yeah, I, he, well, look, he's a brilliant man. Now, maybe he did do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, man, he, was, he was certainly onto something, weren't he? But I think you have to admire Ancelotti. And I think we always get that recency bias with football, and especially even more so now. But Ancelotti was kind of at the, the helm when I was just getting into football. Milan, all the Champions yeah, yeah. League. I remember the players they had, Shevchenko, Maldini, Nesta. Mm. And I was like, this is proper football. I remember they had a Champions League final. I think it was 03 at Old Trafford. I remember watching that as a kid and just like, this is a proper, proper manager. Well, I remember him smoking on the bench during the 2005 Champions League final. Classic. And I was like, that, that is everything I want from an Italian <laughs> football manager. Soon, oh, but a Siggy on the go as well um mike he also started again this year with his madrid teams they've just won the league with four games to spare um whole new centre-back partnership basically the centre-backs that had won them four champions leagues Varane and ramos gone started again a team that everybody said was too old just won the title as well i mean he's he's one of the great managers isn't he yeah i think it's been helped that barca are a shambles yeah uh, or Mm, have been a shambles up until recently so you know i mean it, it really is weird to see to, to have a, a period where it's not Barcelona and Real Madrid are the best two teams in Europe and are like duking it out because there was a long period where those two were, were dominating and now it's just completely switched and, and it's, it's it's quite it's quite surprising to see see how the mighty have fallen but I think it's going to be interesting with with Xavi at Barca especially to to see um, how he can revive the club essentially and and see what he can do because he's, he's obviously got the right idea but it will take a long time to get the, the players in because he's still playing up front with Luke De Jong, who I think <laughs> yeah. was at Newcastle or something. I think he flopped at Newcastle. So if you're if you're flopping at Newcastle and then going to Barcelona, that that could be his brother. But I know one of the De Jongs was was at Newcastle. Um, so yeah, I mean Xavi, like one of the best footballing minds ever. I mean even he's not going to make De Jong into a 25 goal a season striker, is he? So. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully when when he gets Barcelona back in shape, they can uh, sort of sort of push Madrid a little bit more. But yeah, fair play to Carlo. He's done a he's done a good job. I think he's got a lot of good young players in that team. Ferlamendi, Vinicius Junior, all very exciting to watch, and you he's know, while still being helped. By... <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a good blend because you have got Luka Modric, who's like thirty seven. He's still probably like one of the best mid best midfielders in the world, and you have got. Karen Benzema, who's suddenly, you know, now Ronaldo's left, is coming into his own. So, yeah, it's a it's a really great blend of of characters at at Real. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see the English teams dominating. To be honest, because it's like they I think their reign is finally over. Real Madrid and Barca. So, Mike, what's made you go? Mm, oh, 
should we go to the gym and sit in the jacuzzi, baby? Private, <laughs> private gym. Oh, just oh, touch me under when the bubbles. <laughs> touch daddy under the bubbles. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry, man>. <laughs> what's what's mate? What's what have you enjoyed this week, mate? <laughs> Can I just say before, no. like I thought you literally had an operation on your throat two weeks ago. So how how is this all healed so quickly? So and would would your physio be happy if you were doing all this? Don't tell Tori, my voice therapist, because she's already cross at me for cancelling a couple of follow up appointments. But I'm meant to be on voice rest, voice rest for four to six weeks. But love of the pod, mate. What comes on? first? You can't you you can't be out of the limelight. That's what it is, isn't it? You're like you you're watching uh, me, Hannah, and Simon last week, and Joe's like talking his little like Herbert voice from uh, from Family Guy, like whistling when he, he wasn't even talking properly. And he, he just, he couldn't stand to see Hannah like absolutely smash it as host. I think, I think that's what it is. Well, she, she was, it was a very amusing show from Hannah East. Some of the key details were wrong because she can't oh, say yeah, anything. I mean, right. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in terms of presenting and accuracy, I mean, that went out the window, but in terms of, <laughs> in terms of like comedic value, it was absolutely smashing. Uh, but, yeah, um, to answer your question, I think the bromance between Jose Mourinho and Brendan Rodgers, that okay. was that was quite cool. After, after they played each other in the Europa yeah, yeah. League, I think um, did Jose crash his interview or Brendan crashed the other's interview to say he bought him a really expensive bottle of wine? I, I don't know. I, I just would never see them two as friends for some reason. Jose Mourinho, Brendan Rodgers, they couldn't be any more different, could they? They're, both quite, they're anyway. both quite egotistical though, aren't they? So that sort of works. Yeah, but I guess... Like ninety percent of managers are Joe, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Brendan seems to have other friends as well because him and Antonio Conte talked for quite a long time before the Tottenham game, and they were really lolling, like they're having a f- great time chatting away to each other. And I thought, how how do you possibly know each other well enough to talk? Uh, to they, they probably couldn't understand one another. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Antonio was like, I don't know what this Brendan fella's saying. Yeah, <laughs> he's got lovely teeth though. <laughs> You've got to start with that Everton-Chelsea game. Um, one of my favourite games of the season, just for the pure theatre, everything that went on before. Um, Charlie, do you want to start with, with Jordan Pickford? Just, just when you think he's become a joke, a figure of fun, pulls one like that out of the bag. Yeah, I think Jordan Pickford, I've always admired him. He's a brilliant player. He's obviously fantastic at distribution. And it's tough for keepers in poor sides, poor teams like Everton this year, because people just see your wins and losses, how many goals you've conceded, but it doesn't, so it, well, it does distract from how good of a keeper he is. And he's never let England down. He's brilliant for England. Mm. He has been, you know, in the tournaments we've played. He's better than the level that Everton are at. You know, he could easily play in Europe and be a team that are fighting for Europe. But, um, they needed they needed a performance like that because they're not getting it from anywhere else you know, across that whole team. There's no one in there that's grabbing it by the scruff of the neck and going, you know, we need these big performances. We need to get these points because the fans can't do everything. Their home form has been okay. The away form, terrible. They brought in Lampard to lift it. It hasn't really happened. Richarlison, seemingly he has done it, but sometimes it's not enough. And they've they brought in, you know, um, Deli Alley. They brought in... Uh, Oh, what's the guy Donny from United? Yeah, they brought in, and it's it's not really worked out for him in that no, sense. That so him. that exactly, and you know, he, he's obviously hoping that it works back with Ajax now that his former manager is gonna yeah. he has mm. taken the United job. But they needed a big performance, and looks to it none other than England number one, Everton number one, Jordan Pickford, and um, he got a little bit lucky with the saves. But I love him; he's a character as well. Although he, he enjoyed it slightly too much, I was like, still thirty minutes in the game yet. Chelsea might score too, so yeah. let's just hold. But they need that lift, don't they? Do you know what I mean? It's got to come from somewhere because that fixture running they've got, you know, it, it can't be Pickford wonders for one week. Yeah. He's, it's five finals for them. It's a cliche, but it really is because they are truly in the mud. And also, Mike, I thought they looked a lot better with Yerry Mina back in the team. Actually, having a decent centre half in there made a massive difference, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's been that's been one of the shambolic um, pieces of their team. It's been their defence, and obviously um, Pickford does get a lot of stick. But I'm not sure. I mean, I think he he does play very well for England. So obviously there is a great goalkeeper in there somewhere. Yeah. I just think obviously you would look better in front of a, a team and a system that that's more organised. Um, and you know, England play a very defensive style of football under Gareth Southgate normally don't they? So obviously five defenders in front of you you're going to look better you're going to concede less shots and then you know it's up to you to make like the wonder saves and that's what makes a goalkeeper look good but it was funny because a lot of people were talking about how Jordan Pickford sort of reined it in 
in terms of his celebrations. I mean, that was that was <laughs> ridiculous. He was celebrating every one. save like a like a goal. And look, I'm not going to be celebration police because personally, like Arsenal have got it a lot this season where people have been like, "Oh, your celebrations are over the top." You know, um, Aaron Ramsdale celebrating in front of Bruno Fernandez when he missed when he missed that penalty. It's like, yeah, so what? That's part of the game. Like mm-hmm. you can you can celebrate moments like that. I was watching a clip of uh, Thierry Henry as well earlier. I, I can't remember who it was against. It was in it was <laughs> in the Champions League because you felt a bit low. Oh no, it was on it was on TikTok. It, it just right. it just popped up. They show Henry getting... highlights in the private gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh mate, that sounds like my dream afternoon. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, for some reason he absolutely loved it when I think it was AC Milan missed a penalty or, or Real Madrid or something. Can't remember the exact game, but yeah, it's like, why would you want to take that passion out of football? Yeah, I don't really get it. I don't, I don't understand it. It's been levied a lot at Arsenal. I know people don't like Jurgen Klopp for it because he he celebrates a lot. But it's just like, you know, when you're passionate about the game, that's that's just what transpires, doesn't it? And Charlie, you mentioned the fans earlier. They're pretty amazing. It was more like a Galatasaray game or something before at Goodison Park. Um, do you enjoy the bloke with the ball up his jumper? <laughs> Loved it. I'm all for that. I want. I want more of it. Yeah. I'm saying we don't see. We don't get enough of this in football. Yeah. You know, the guy with the with the ball. I want the flares as well. I was. I was watching it. I was thinking we don't do enough flares in the Premier League. Yeah. It just there's an image. I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's just gone everywhere, hasn't it? With Richarlison holding the flare, and I'm like, that image is like ice cold. It's it's unreal. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. And also, I just I love the childishness as well because it's kind of the fans obviously are trying to run down the clock, but because that bloke is obviously still a ten year old at heart. He just puts yeah. the ball up his jumper. But Everton are really famous for this because there was a game a few years back. I don't know if you remember. They, we, they in the Premier League they use like a multi-ball or one-ball system, and Everton were beating Man United one 0 And at the time they was playing a multi-ball system. So when a ball goes into the crowd, the ball boy is meant to straight away throw a ball in. So like there's never lost time. Mm. And when they were one nil up, there were five minutes left. They went round to all the ball boys, picked up all the balls, and changed to a one ball system. And then they booted the ball in the crowd into Rose Ed, funnily enough. And it took them ages to get it back. The time ran out, and Everton won the game. So they're, they're known for this. Like this Brilliant. is them all over, and I, I can't get enough of it. Um, Mike, we were Brilliant. talking about my dog earlier and your cat too. Uh, did you read about mm. Myra the dog? Um, so Ma- no, t- tell well, me. Myra the dog, right? <laughs> Basically, there's a couple who were walking their dog Myra by Goodison Park before the game. So this is Jasmine Priest and Reese Van Aston Kerrigan. Don't know why you're living down by Stanley oh. Park in Liverpool. Um, so apparently they're not football fans and they got stuck in the melee of all the fans with the flares and all that sort of thing. And the Everton fans had to help them carry the dog crowd surfing style across the street. <laughs> <laughs> And the, it's a photo of the dog who does just sort of look like Jesus, just being carried like yeah. it's really calm. But I well, mean, dogs I, get treated better than the than the fans and the humans. But I don't understand how you're living near Goodison Park and you don't know anything about football. Just pick another neighbourhood because Anfield's only across the park as well. Yeah, yeah, literally. You're. I mean, I can't think of any other cities where there's two stadiums that close to each other. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, why would you... I mean, look, that, that house has got to be worth some money. So they're probably just, just sitting on it and thinking, you know, let's just let's just take it even though we absolutely hate the football and, and keep it. Um, I don't, Well, mate, I don't know if you've ever been away to Goodison. I'm not sure. Like, well, yeah, you know you what? I was thinking that, but I didn't really want to diss <laughs> the You didn't want to say it, did you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say it. You folded. it. Me and Joe yeah. were like... Yeah, <laughs> that's why they've not sold it. Yeah, pop that in right move. <laughs> it's got it's got to be worth something though, right next to the stadium. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, packet Chris. Yeah. Ooh, now, now, now you've taken it too far. Yeah. Um. So they got a game in hand on Leeds. Leeds are two points above them, aren't they? Everton's still in the relegation zone, but they've got a game hand on uh, game in hand on Leeds. Charlie, do you think that Everton will do it? Do you think they'll stay up? I, I really don't know. This is a tough one, and. There's been a lot of chat, I don't know if you two agree, in the last few weeks it's been like Burnley, Everton, Burnley, Everton, Sean Dyche has been let go and we've kind of like forgotten Leeds and when I looked Mm. at the table, like you just said, and I saw Leeds and I thought, Leeds are really truly in this as well, you know, they've changed Mm. manager and he seems like a really likeable guy that, um, is it Marsh, Jesse Marsh? Um, I don't know, yeah, yeah, they're really in the mix as well and 
I, I can't call it for those three, you know. Everton do have a real tough set of fixtures, but Leeds are, Leeds are down there as well. They've got Arsenal on the weekend, so not another easy fixture them away at Emirates. So it's tough. Norwich have been relegated in each of their last four Premier League seasons in which they featured in the division. They've now been relegated six times from the Premier League in total. Um, Mike, are they potentially the most pointless team to be in the Premier League ever? Yeah, I mean, they're just happy to do that, aren't they? They're, they're a yo-yo club and they'll never change. And I think the owners are, are happy with that because just based on how, how it works and the parachute payments when when you do get promoted, I mean, you know, they're, they're happy to run the club that way. But it's just it's frustrating for for football fans in general because it's it's like very similar with Fulham. And um, like they, they go up and, and then come down the, the exact same season. Even that season when they got promoted to, to the Premier League um, and they spent like over 100 million on their squad and they still got relegated. Um, so, of, of course, it is difficult, but I just think you have to you have to adapt your style and play to your strengths. So I think if you do get promoted from, from the championship with a particular squad, it's worth keeping that squad together. Like what Leeds did um, when they first came up with Bielsa, they had their style of football and they had their personnel and they didn't really change it. And I think that that saved them. Obviously, you know, the, the fires sort of burnt out a little bit with them. Um, and I'm not really sold on Jesse Marsh at all. But I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. As as a football fan, as a Premier League fan, I do get frustrated with these teams that are just happy to yo-yo like that. Well, now they're going to potentially be stuck in the championship with no Bielsa as well. Um, but the thing about Norwich yeah. is, I just think, like, what's in it for the fans? Friend of the show, Don Betts, said that it was better for Fulham to be in the championship because it's more fun as a fan. And I agree. I don't want to, like, I've got a mate who's a Fulham fan. He said, it's much better because you don't lose every week. That's yeah. just rubbish. Um, right, let's move on to Spurs. Thinking of things that made you go, oh, God almighty. Not really. Charlie, how did you feel about Sun's left-footed curler? Oh, yeah, it was very. He's a he's a special player, isn't he? He's yeah. a very very special player. There's there's no doubt about it. He's he's one Tottenham player. I watch him and I'm like, superstar, absolute superstar. And you know, and and it's it's quite interesting with him really because you know Kane gets. I, I know they both get all the love, but Kane is seen as the main man, and he is. He's another like unbelievable talent. I think, I don't know, he, he, he might pip him for me a little bit. I think he's really the man that I think they'd be in trouble if they lost him. Yeah, he's a, and also he's a very exciting footballer to watch. 100%. It's, it's that pace, it's the both-footedness. Um, I think he might be, he's the most both-footed player. I mean, apart from mm. your, I don't know, Ronaldinho's or whatever. But most both-footed player that I've seen where you genuinely, because there's, there's a stat here that I've got yeah. that says he scored the most uh, goals this season with his weaker foot. And it's like, well, I don't really consider him to have a weaker foot in particular. Um, that I think that's, Joe, to sort of emphasise your point, I think that's why he's so good because it's seamless. No one really knows. There's no like, oh, that's his stronger foot. This is what I think. It's just also effortless. It just it comes very natural to him. And you know, soon the moment he's got it, and that's the thing, if Tottenham are, so it's a tough game, they're losing or they're drawing, you, only, you, you need these are the players that separate, you know, those sides in and around there. It's those one moment, one player, and, and the game's changed. So across the last 16 games in the Premier League, Tottenham have either scored multiple goals mm. or no goals. So 11 times they've scored more than once and five times they failed to score altogether. Um, the form is so patchy. Like, I'm just, we've got to go to Anfield this weekend. Mike, are you still putting... Arsenal in the driver's seat or the passenger side or whatever we'd agreed that metaphor was last week um, to get finished in the top four. Oh uh, mate, I, I honestly don't know. It it changes from week to week, doesn't it? Um, I mean, I don't think Spurs will get a result, but you could em envisage a situation where you know Antonio Conte plays a back eight and leaves and, and leaves Kane and Son up front, and they hit him with a lucky. Counter-attack, I mean, you can see it happening. So I just think in this league, you can't rule anything out. Um, but you'd have to say if Liverpool do get a result and, and win as expected, and then Arsenal beat Leeds, obviously it, it builds up a, a five-point five gap and that makes the North London derby, you know, a lot less pressurised for Arsenal because you could almost go and lose that game and still get top four. So I think this game against, against Liverpool is huge. I think if Spurs want to get Top four, they need to get a result, at, at least a draw. What are we going to do about talking to each other next week, mate? If it's still on, <laughs> right, and it's still... What are we going to do about... 
because we probably won't be able to talk, will we, for like the, the day of the game? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. There's going to be too much tension. I'm going to, I'm probably going to have to block you, mate. I'm not going to lie. Um, because, yeah, I don't. Excuse. I mean, what? So what? What I do because I'm like admin in my in my group, my old schoolmates. I actually kick my Spurs mate out of the group, like, but like probably probably about a day before the fixture because there's there's all that tension, there's all that hatred, and you know we we sort of agree like oh yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be see you next Tuesdays to each other for the next like you know forty eight hours, but you know we don't mean it like actually you're right sort of thing. But in that <laughs> moment, like I don't think you can hate anything or anyone more than the Spurs fan. Or as a Spurs fan, an Arsenal fan, it literally is the most disgusting rivalry. Like bitter. Charlie, do you have is. any friends who are Tottenham fans? Loads. <laughs> Absolutely bundles. Yeah. We'll get them it's, the it's quite. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite a big mix. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because I'm I'm so sort of I'm two minutes from the stadium, Arsenal. That is, and I know loads of Tottenham fans, loads of Arsenal fans, and uh, it's funny because I despise Tottenham. I, I I I hope they lose every week, but. I, I don't have the same thing as Mike. I sort of, I feel no like bad way about their fans. I, I, I sort of want them to do well, but I want the team to do utterly awful. It, but I, I get on with the fans. It depends what you. <laughs> it depends what your mates are like. Because I, I grew up in like yeah. the era of like the Invincibles and stuff, and my mates were the mm. biggest pricks. There's like ninety percent <laughs> of them are Arsenal fans, and they were just insufferable bellends the entire time. The same with also, and obviously the other good team then were United fans. So I grew up with loads of Cockney mm. Reds. So I hate Arsenal. I hate United. It's just, and that's not because of the teams. That's because of my long-term personal friend. Yeah. Do, do you not hate Chelsea then? Because I know there's a massive thing between Spurs and Chelsea. And, um, you know, a few, mu- few months ago when all the, the, uh, the takeover stuff was coming out and, you know, they were saying Chelsea might go into liquidation. Like, Chelsea fans were sort of saying, oh, like, it's disgusting, you people. Like, how can you enjoy this? Blah, blah. It's like, mate, like, you're, you're our bitter rivals. Why would we not enjoy the prospect of of Chelsea football club going under. I mean, that's not going to, that's never going to happen again, is it? This It's not going to happen to any other team probably for a long, long time. And also in like, it just in, in my personal opinion, their fans can be quite unpleasant racist thugs. So mm. like, it's, it's not a lot to like. And there's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, not that likeable. Right, let's move on to Arsenal. Won three consecutive Premier League games with each coming against opponents who started the day in the top seven. Um, it's going pretty well, isn't it, Charlie? <laughs> Yeah, it is if you mention it like that. But, you know, I'm quick to remember that we lost to Southampton, Palace and Brighton on the bounce as well. So it can change in an instant, really. And I think the key is, and I think maybe for Tottenham as well, Joe, you might agree not to get too high and not to get too low because I I can't even celebrate. I know there might be another slip up because it would be so Arsenal to beat Chelsea, Man United and West Ham and then get done by Leeds at home yeah. if like Tottenham didn't get a result. And, that, and that's why even there... I, I'm not even like, I've not even text no Spurs mates. They're not even texting me. And I feel there's there's so much tension in the air because no one yeah. wants to do that sort of pre-celebration really. Like, oh, we've done it five points in front. Like, oh, like, because yeah. everyone, until it's sealed, until it is, then I'm going to be a nightmare. I'm literally going to be a nightmare. But until it's confirmed, uh, I've got all my, I'm doing this thing. It's like a reverse psychology. I'm like, Oh, Tottenham have definitely beat them. Oh, no, Leeds, they've been fantastic under that new American. They're fantastic. They'll be in the Champions League soon. Yeah. I have to sort of reverse psychology so the yeah, low, yeah, yeah is, is not as bad. I have been having like a little sort of daydream fantasy to myself where I've been thinking about, well, I was about to say where I've been thinking about Mike. <laughs> it's that bad, is it? Oh, mate, you should see him now. He's been at that new gym. Oh, private. Um, but, Very exclusive. But right, I keep thinking like, oh, it gives us a whole season of the podcast next year where every time he talks about Arsenal and the Europa League, I can just be like, oh, no one cares, mate. No one watches football on a Thursday night. Just give it all of that. And then if it's the other way around, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I really don't. Look at his face. Look at his face. As if well, yeah, but no, exactly I was just, the same you know thing. what I was thinking about? I was, I, I was, I, my mind went all the way back to 2012 when Spurs finished fourth. Yeah, I remember. And Chelsea won the Champions League. And I've got, I've, I think that's one of my happiest moments of my life. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> like it sounds really like sad but it was because they had the hope and it just got taken away and I had a mini panic as well like a few weeks ago because Arsenal were in the driving seat and it was like oh my god what if West Ham win the Europa League does that mean and I realized I've calmed myself down and I was like okay they get there's five Champions League places for for English clubs um but no Charlie you're 100% right mate because after Spurs lost to Brighton um 
I was thinking, oh, should I text my mates now? Like saying, uh, you know, you, you absolute tosses sort of thing. Mm. And then we went and lost to Southampton. So, you know, it is one of them situations where you can't get carried away. And even if Arsenal do go five points clear, I'm still not confident that that, that we're going to do it. It's just it's just one of them things, isn't it? That it is. You, and, and can't, you can't count your chickens. Yeah, and Sky massively want it to be that way. They waited to yeah, sort of, of you know, rearrange this date. They want, you know, they want to do the big build-up. It all matters about the broadcasters, but it's so tough. I mean, even if uh, Spurs get a point on Saturday and then only Arsenal get a point, there's there's many more slip-ups. And I think that's maybe why, to Joe, your earlier question, why I didn't really go as mad over that Chelsea United West Ham sort of nine-pointer because that stain from Southampton was so such a bitter yeah. like taste in my mouth. Because I, mm. I remember it, Spurs, it was the early kickoff. They lost to Brighton. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I was like, we've, we've mm. just lost to Crystal Palace. Arteta would have got them up. They'd be fuming. They want to bounce back. And then we lost. I was like, well, that's just, we've, we've just thrown it away. We've, we, we're our own worst enemy. And I think putting the Arsenal-Spurs rivalry aside, I think maybe Spurs fans and Arsenal fans is something that they can actually unite together and agree is that we're our own worst enemy. Spurs shoot themselves in the foot and then Arsenal yeah. will go and do it. And it's, it, it pains me to say, but maybe it was looking like at one point someone's going to win this sort of who gets fourth contest by default. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't, yeah. I don't know if that's a great thing. I mean, we're going to take it, but yeah. Who's the least bad? Yeah. yeah, which yeah. I don't know if there's anything to celebrate in that, so we can share that. But listen, someone has to get it. Someone has to be the best of the rest. And um, I actually think this is a little bit ahead of where Arsenal thought they would be in, in this year under Arte, especially yeah. with that start and how everyone was slating the recruitment. I think this would be a massive uh, achievement. And, even, and everyone would say, oh, yeah, but you're Arsenal, you should be there. But football, there's no given right. We're, we're seeing it with Everton. You know, you would say that a club of that stature should not be maybe, it'd you know, be, going to Barnsley next year. But they might be. be. It, yeah, it would, it'd be an overachievement, I think. It, I, mm. it actually would. Ian Wright said this and he got loads of stick. He was like, it'd be an overachievement. It would be because based on, they've got the youngest average squad in the Premier League and 100%. they spent 100, 130 million on or 160 million, whatever it was, on players that weren't marquee players. So if anything, that's why I think that reservations come from. It's just like, oh, this team shouldn't actually be there. They shouldn't be challenging. And because obviously everyone thought United were going to be much better than they were. And it's Mm. it's funny because up until a few weeks ago, I was saying United are going to get it. But because we just kept thinking, surely that team's got to click. Surely at at some point they've got to get dragged through, but they just haven't. Um, And yeah, I mean, all the better for us because, you know, it's, it's good to see United do rubbish, isn't it, really? So, Charlie, yeah. where do you stand on Arteta and the process? Uh, I'm very pro-Arteta, very pro-Arteta. But I was actually in a minority because I was very uh, pro-Arsene Wenger. Uh, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of managers being sacked. I think that a lot of managers aren't given enough time. Football today is all about instant results. Uh I, I hate cliches, you know, trust the process and all this, but sometimes you have to say those cliches because it's true. And I think with the Arteta job, if you were to sort of use it in everyday terms, no one would get a job of a massive corporation, let's say like Apple, Facebook, whoever, Adidas, Nike, mm. who's got no experience. Arteta has no managerial experience. Arsenal, that was a bold, bold move. Yeah, yeah he's a celebrated coach. He worked under Pep. There's no rhyme or reason to say he's going to be a brilliant manager and it's going to work out. And I think maybe Man United, in a little bit, need to follow that model because I think Arsenal fans were so long, were focused on, let's go back to Champions League, let's go back to Invincibles, let's go back to titles, winning trophies. It's 20 years ago and one year is decades in football. So 20 years is miles away. And I think before the results on the pitch, the first thing he had to do was change the culture change the people that worked in the club, make it a, a, a community feel, unite the fan base, which he's clearly done. And that takes a little bit of time. And we're seeing this at United. Players don't want to play for the shirt. We're seeing players get let go. And I think before they even concentrate, this summer, the first thing I'd say to Ten Hag is, don't worry about that. If you qualify for Europe or you, you have a good cut run, fantastic. I know that's crazy because yeah. we're Man United. But we've got to just get everything, everyone going in one direction, no process, players wanting to play for this club, getting identifying what we want to go for Arsenal. It was young. We're seeing this young side, all of their signings under 24, a good British core. And that's what we need to do. And I think Arteta, for 
want of a better word, in trusting the process, has done that. So I'm all aboard that. And if now we do get this top four, I think it's brilliant. And I'd certainly hate, as soon as we see Southampton Palace Brighton, oh, he's the worst manager in the world. He's got no experience. He's Pep's water boy. And it's like, well, now with one three, and it's like zero. There's no noise. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's radio silence. And there's going to be obvious bumps in the road to a team that were had lost their first three, you know, have the, a really thin squad. Actually, my biggest worry of Arsenal is, had we have been in Europe this year, we probably wouldn't have been in this top four thing. We've, we've only played 40 games. You know, West Ham played their 60th game on Sunday. That was our 40th. So there's a lot to be said for Arsenal and, and that depth next year. But I just think that we've got the manager now who's on a wavelength for the fans. We, we're going to invest. Towards the end, I know people didn't like Wenger. He never got that money to invest. And I think you're seeing that actually, Joe, mm. with Spurs now because that paying off for the stadium will last for ages. And that is probably yeah. what's holding them back a little bit. And I do believe that we have to trust in these people that know more than us, the fans. I mean, if we go back to August, people said that Arsenal had the 20th, the, the lowest recruitment out of all the summer clubs. They were voted last. Now people are saying Ramsdale for England. Ben White's got a call up. And now people are saying, oh, they've done some pretty good business in the summer. It was like, well, hang on. We lost our first three games and Gary Neville made out like Ben White was a League Two defender. So <laughs> you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. Do you feel like it feels like an important moment for Arsenal though, right? Because for Spurs, it is an important moment because it's like that top four brings an extra Champions League money. You can attract different mm. players. means Conte and Kane will likely stay, we kind of hope. Mm. Does it feel like just as important a moment for Arsenal? I think it does. but And maybe I'll be ostracised for saying this, but just because maybe that fan involvement can turn. Because I've already seen it, Joe. When we, we lost that three games, people were like, they shouldn't have let Aubameyang go. Now we're not scoring goals. Who's there to score goals? And it was already that turning. So and we don't want to kind of, yeah, we don't want to undo the good work that we've done. And listen, I would love to to get Champions League football. I would love to face Panathinaikos and go out in the last 16 again. <laughs> I'm all for it. But... Europa League, as Mike said, if we still go back to European football, it's, it's an influx of money, not as much. And that would be good this, good if, if we got that. So if we get Champions League, I'm over the moon. But I think, you 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 know, Rome weren't built in a day. And I think that's ultimately mm. what Man United have to do because we were never going to be straight away, I'll bring the new manager and, and contender with Liverpool Man City. And that's why you saw Moyes struggled at United. He didn't do it. Now he's doing wonders at West Ham. You know, LVG didn't do it. it. It takes a little bit of time. And I think Arsenal, Spurs and Man United are in that a little bit. And I remember Pochettino, when he left, he said, Spurs need to be Spurs 2.0. We need a massive rebuild. And Levy went, no chance. I think if Pochettino would have been backed, he'd still be there now. Yeah, well, I, I really believe that. I 100% yeah, agree have. with that. And, and, and I'm not a Spurs fan. And I think, you know, my my hope is that they don't back Conte in the summer or he walks because he needs to be backed. Because if he doesn't and he has that again next year, again, like I said earlier, Tottenham have only got themselves to blame. I don't think he will. Honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the situation now and there was there was stories the other day that, um, that Conte has been linked with PSG. And, mm. you know, I think when he was asked about it, he was sort of like, you know, I'm going to assess my options. In the in the summer, and it's like oh, you don't really want to be hearing that as a as a fan, do you? Really, mm. that that your manager saying stuff like that, and obviously after they lost to Burnley as well, he was throwing his toys at the pram. So this is Antonio Conte. He's got he's got history of of sort of you know leaving when whenever he wants to. Mm. Um, so I think if if Daniel Levy doesn't propose like you know <laughs> a, a bit a bit of an overhaul, it's gonna it's gonna be curtains for him. Honestly, I do. Yeah. Like yeah. Kane will stay probably because he's he's moves gone now. Son's not really going to go. He doesn't really get linked with a move away, does he? So I don't even have to worry about losing players. It's just who who you will sign. Yeah, and I think the Champions League just gives us a better chance of Conte staying and attracting those better players. Um, speaking of a new signing, Rob Holden is sporting something of a <laughs> a new signing himself. Um, in the post-match interview, um, obviously after he scored at the weekend, he's speaking on Sky Sports, he said, I've scored a few Carabao Cup goals, but it's nice to get my first Premier League goal. Hopefully I can build on that and get some more. While Aaron Ramsdale, who stood next to him, pointed out it's only taken six years and a new hairline. Um, what, what do you think of his new thatch, Mike? It's pretty, it's pretty full on, isn't it? So, I, mean, I mean, Wayne mate, like, yeah, yeah, he's done a... So his surgeon has done a smashing job. I don't know. I, I don't know where he went. Maybe he went to my to my gym. They got like <laughs> specialists there as well doing hair transplant. 
that's what I signed up, mate. Um, that's what you're yeah, doing. I mean, a little to, bit off your beard, Rob holding yeah, Grizzly to his head. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't really think Ramsdale should be the one talking about that because he's got a bit of a situation where he's got the the wispy fringe yeah. hovering. Mm. Like, so, you know what, Aaron, I want to see what's underneath, like, before you start talking about your mate's hairline. If I can see Mike the sunlight. Mike shots. Yeah, if I can well, see the sunlight you know, off your head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's interesting with that. It, it was weird, that, though, holding, because he sort of, he got semi-embarrassed by it. And I think, Rob, come on, you've not paid 10 grand to be embarrassed by it. You should be like, exactly, get this get this yeah, on. Yeah. Like, straight away, show it. I thought, you've not done it to then be... Like no. back, like, oh no, no! Like he's been in training with the about. with the red dots on his on his head from all the for the picking. We've it, all seen he? the like, photos, but they've yeah. all done it over Arsenal. Gabriel's done it as well, ain't he? They've all had the little. Yeah, Gabriel's had a bit of a <laughs> yeah bit of a move, isn't he? It is. It's, it's quite special. Pearly whites and a new uh, hairline. I'm all for it. <laughs> Does wonders. This is what the players need to get fourth. Let's do it. It's probably a bulk discount, isn't it? If you keep sending all your mates down, mm. um, Charlie, would you would you have any work done? <laughs> Um, what's the question yeah would I have any work done you don't, really, um, you don't need it but thank you mate that is why I hesitated I thought I'll let you get that in there um, I don't know maybe I think I, I, I did an interview a couple of years back and it was like all about League 2 and um, so many of the strikers were wouldn't do the um, media after the games until they'd sorted their hair out and that, like and I spoke to one of the guys and he said yeah, and he said, he said, oh, you know, he said, it's a big thing, receding hairlines, like, I won't do no media. And I was like, I never re- even realised that this was a thing. And maybe in five years, it could, um, I'm hoping it could be five months, who knows. But it might be a thing, Joe, so we'll have to revisit it. And then I might be like, new pearly whites, tattoo, hairline down to ear. Well, my my mate said that, so I look quite different when I've not done my hair, because my hair, like, naturally is kind of very, like, like flat and straight so it just like falls down over my head and my mate said when when you like bump into me in the high street when I've not done my hair I look like Pauline Quirk (laughs) (laughs) and if you don't have that reference that's I can't remember the name of the character she was in Birds of a Feather so I'll I'll stick that theme tune and a picture underneath Um, there you go Mike that's another Instagram hit for us <laughs> right, just one final thing. A pub owner has advertised a job listing where he's banned applicants with bad personal hygiene or what he calls dodgy looking toes. You've seen Hannah's toes, by the way, Mike? Nah, I and mean, well do, do I want to? I like little fingers, like little chimp fingers. <laughs> proper weird. Hi, <laughs> Anna. Um, but Charlie, are there any like personal hygiene no nos for you? Well, yeah, be clean, wash. <laughs> but yeah, thing, um, right? yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but nothing that stands out as like real OCD. Uh, I'm a little bit OCD though about punctuality. If someone's like late, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't talk to you for a minute. Really? Really? Yeah. And, and my, this really winds up my friends. Literally, I'm, I'm never late. I'm never on time, and I'm always early for everything. And I, it sort of like, I got a bit funny if people are like super late. What if your girlfriend was late? If you meet for dinner. Oh yeah, Joe. Joe, I run a tight ship. No, everyone, mate. It's not, it's not just it's not just friends. It's family. Anyone can get it. It's, the other week, I met my friend for a coffee. He said one o'clock. I was like, perfect. I got there at ten to one. He turned up at half one. That's oh, like, no. that's unacceptable. Yeah, I was, and 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 he and he laughed when he got there, knowing how I was. Oh, and, and honestly, right we, we, I nearly didn't make this podcast. We were nearly throwing hands it, it, it <laughs> got to that point. But yeah, so that's my only weird OCD thing. Mike, what about you? Is there any like personal hygiene things that um, argue it's a safe space? Yeah, you know what? Um, people on public transport—they are just grim. Uh, I, I saw a, I saw a video the other day, and um, on the aeroplane, you know, you get that that little side bit where, where there's a gap in between. Some bloke had put his crusty toes between that gap, and so it was almost so it was it was it was coming onto this guy's seat. No, that's not acceptable. Um, and I was like, mate, like that is just and you see it all the time on the, on the tube when people have like sandals, or no, not not sandals, shoes. They take the shoes off and put their bare nasty feet on top of the shoes because they're because they're hot or something. I don't know. I just think that is. That is grim. Like, just put them away. No one needs to see that. And they're always nasty feet as well. It's never like, like I don't think you can get good looking feet, but th- these are not good looking by any stretch. Mm. It's just disgusting. Can I ask you a question? If that was a sexy woman who did that, would you mind? 
Because I don't think absolutely I w- not. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I would yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. the chances of that happening, the chances of that happening is very low. Yes, yeah, so if that's like I don't know if that's yeah you if that's Wayne Rooney who does that, it's a no. But if it's yeah. like I was gonna say Amber Heard, it's because I've been reading a lot of Johnny Depp stuff. Sorry, probably leave her out of it. If that's like Margot Robbie who gets her feet out on the district line. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not complaining about that at this, all. So I've got an office, right? And like we we share it, like there's a few people who share this office. And one of the blokes who never speaks to anyone, right? Never says anything. I think he works in like computer games or something. He farts, but like no. proper, like cocks his leg, like, which is obviously quite Trump. funny because farts are funny. But then it's like, then you'll have a moment of be like, oh, that's so inappropriate. He just yeah. does, he doesn't care. Does he, does he acknowledge at least that? Yes, I've just done this. No, because if he turned around and like <laughs> smiled like it was for the group, I'd sort of get it. <laughs> but he just does it. Doesn't even turn around from his desk. No. Nah, what would you think if you were if you were meeting someone, not not necessarily a date, but you were meeting like uh, friends, and they brought some of their friends along, and they just fighted in front of you for the first time? Because this happened to me very recently, and I didn't really know how Love. to react. Because it's no, because it's like ah. Oh, yeah, do you react? Do you, because it it wasn't a particularly like funny one either. It was just a bit. Of... <laughs> God, I, I'm not putting this out on social media because they'll definitely see it. But yeah, it was just one of them ones where it's like, oh mate, I don't really know what to do with this right now. Did they acknowledge it? Yeah, they they acknowledged it, but it it almost like you don't you don't really want to laugh along because it's like oh, I'm actually quite offended by this. And if I laugh along, it's like I'm I'm condoning it. Do you know what I mean? I think I would have. It's like this this behaviour is is not acceptable when you just met someone. But I don't know what to do because if he's so this guy's so brazen about farting, I don't think I can go. Do you mind? Because he doesn't. So yeah. what he do I do? Doesn't. But do, I don't, you have to be like, did you just fart, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening here? But I don't want to be a snitch and tell Kristen on reception. <laughs> like Mitch keeps farting. Oh mate, I thought you was going to ask him, not just go downstairs to reception. Go, there's someone fighting on floor seven. Yeah, <laughs> like, can you? Oh, what office? My office. Cause you can't have a word with him. And then I'll just, come back, can... and they'll come back with me. So it'll be obvious it's yeah. me. Yeah. You can just be sly about it and just put just put like a, a candle or like a humidifier on his desk or something, and just like plonk it down and just be like, yeah, that's that's for you, mate. Or some of that. Then maybe he might get the hint. You know that stuff that you put in the, the toilet before. You go to the loo to stop it smelling. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. I well, just some... stuff that up his <laughs> up his bum. <laughs> <laughs> that that might stop it. That might cause a blockage, but it would definitely stop. Oh well, I think that's probably quite a good place to leave it. Um, look, if you want to get in touch with us, you've got any advice on how to deal with any of the issues raised in today's program? It's Rosehead Pod <laughs> on social media. Um, right, we're going to be back with you next week, and we've got loads of special stuff planned as well for the end of the season. Um, Charlie, thank you very much, mate. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I've loved it. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Any social media or stuff where people can follow you? Uh, not me as such. I'm not on social media. He's a ghost. Um, I'm a ghost, mate, as Mike yeah. knows. But if you if you've got to follow anyone, follow this pod and listen. Thanks, mate. That's what right. I think. Um, yeah, thank you very much, mate, for coming on. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you very much, Mike. Cheers, Joe. And we'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.